Alright y'all, welcome back here to another episode of the Easy Money Sports Podcast Of course, it's, it's always us here, me, myself, Sanders uh, Got my boy Dupree here with me Yo, yo, yo We man, back at it, how baby you, how, you, how you living, man? How you living? I'm good, I'm good You know, dodged the baseball last week So we still rolling with that, figuring that part out But I saw that, man I'm good, man. No, no baseballs. No baseballs this week. So I don't have a baseball story for you, but we good, man. We good. Getting ready for Saturday. That's it. Getting ready for Saturday. For sure. For sure. Yeah, man. Same here. I can't complain, man. You know, busy, busy little week, but it's been it's been going, man. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just, I ain't going to lie, it's crazy that we already halfway through October. Like now, November. Man, we, here, bro. we're in week eight. It's crazy. We're week eight. I feel like this season just started. It's. I feel like. I feel like the start of the season, like September, was kind of slow. I think it was two weeks ago where we were playing a game, and we got to Wednesday. As far as our work week goes, and I was like, "We're done." I was like, "The way our work goes, it was like." The work week is basically over. Like Thursday is a walkthrough, Friday is a walkthrough. Like the week is over. Like it is Wednesday <laughs> already. I was like, oh, we gotta start getting ready for the next game in a couple of days. Like, bro, it's it's been. That's I mean, crazy. it's been rolling. We have four more games left. I know Division um, Two. We only playing eleven games, but we have four more games left. Like that's insane. Wow. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> That's, 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 that's wild to say when you think, bro. Like, I swear it just felt like the season, you know what I'm saying, like just started. Mm hmm. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's, yeah, it's just, <laughs> I don't know, bro. It, it's a lot to put in. Like, oh my, you, you just, you blink twice and it's like, damn, you know, I played six, seven, six, seven games, bro. You, the, you like, the days are long, but the weeks are short, bro. For real. For real. But, man, uh, a lot to go into for this episode, man. We're going to be covering a whole lot of different topics here on this one, man, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we get into into the deep, deep topics, a uh, couple of quick hits. Of course, uh, shout out to uh, the Las Vegas Aces. Uh, mm-hmm. First time in, I think they said 21 years that a team in the WNBA has gone back-to-back. Um, yep. They pulled out a 70-69 a, a to 69 thriller um, in that game for a victory over the New York Liberty. Um, like I said, aces and four. Uh, <laughs> it happened. They got it done three one. Um, of course, Asia Wilson, no question, uh, named uh, MVP for the finals. Um, and it's just crazy how the MVP of the regular season went three for eighteen in the in the elimination game. Man, I just you know, no comment. But, but you know, neither here nor there. I don't have a, I don't have a vote. I don't have a say. So you know, yeah, no comment. Right? I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. Stewie did have a great regular season and everything like that. I, I, honestly, I still just want to know who in the world voted Asia fourth and how she ended up getting third. But you know, that's that's neither here nor there. That's a whole nother. <laughs> yeah, they they can handle that. <laughs> It seems like her teammates are trying to figure it out too. They already asked the question, so they're gonna That's figure it out regardless. I don't we don't have to worry about her teammates are on the chase. 
for sure. Yeah, in the case right that's, now. So. That's that's a whole nother. And then a couple more quick hits in regards to with with the WNBA with a couple of individual players. Um, of course, even though she didn't suit up because she kind of missed most of the, the second half of the season dealing with a foot injury, uh, Candace Parker, mm-hmm. the, real, the real CP3. <laughs> That's crazy. Let me let me chill. Let me chill. Let me chill. No disrespect. Let me chill, man. Let me chill. Too late. Respectfully. Respectfully. Respectfully the real CP3. Respectfully. I'll just I'm, whatever. It is what it is. But first first player in the WNBA history, only player at this moment now with three rings with three different teams. Uh of course, the her first championship came in 2016 with the LA Sparks. She won it in 2021 with the Chicago Sky, her hometown, and then, of course, now uh, with the Las Vegas Aces. But she's not the only person with three rings on that squad now. Um, Got to give it up for the hometown legend, man, the MT legend, Alicia Clark, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Got to give it up for the MT legend. She got three rings, too, man. Two of them that she got uh, with the Seattle Storm, and, of course, now this one with the Aces. So, man, big shout-out to them. Um, kind of seen it. Even even back then when you saw Candace going over to the to, to Vegas, you kind of saw it to where it was kind of sort of them versus the field. The only way that they could get, really get stopped is injuries, which and it came close because I mean Candace went down and Candace Parker went down and Curtis Gray went down and um, Kaya Stokes. I mean they they lost two starters in a span of forty eight hours, man. Like in yeah. this, in that series alone, so. Um, they was able to pull it through, man. But shout out to the Las Vegas Aces for sure. Um, so while we got all that basketball talk going on right now, man, that's what most of this episode is kind of going to be predicated on is 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 basketball, man, because it's it's here. Uh, the NBA season starts on Tuesday, um, this upcoming Tuesday. So man, uh, can't wait for that. Um, a lot of headlines going on with that on and off the court. Um, <laughs> For for uh, a number of different reasons, um, and then of course the college basketball season tips off pretty soon too. I think they got maybe about a maybe another couple more weeks or so towards the mm-hmm. end of October, beginning of November is when they get started. So, um, and we just recently seen that the uh, preseason polls, both for men and women, um, have came out. So you know we're yep. gonna chop it up a little bit with that man. So of course we're gonna get right into it, going to the league man, into the association. Um, a lot going on. It's like I said, they're wrapping up preseason ball now. Um, the regular season starts on Tuesday, so it's a, the games are about to count for real yep. now. And, of course, um, this season is going to be a little different because they have the um, that in-season tournament, um, which we, me and you both agree on. Is, uh, it's a waste reason? of time. Wait, what's the reason? Um, Who cares? But, you know, I guess it's interesting to see how that goes and everything like that. And, you know, of course, then everybody gets lined up for, you know, the play-in and all this stuff and the all-star break, which rumors is is they're thinking about maybe getting the format switch back to East versus West. I, I would kind of like to see that just to tell you. That would be cool again. Yeah, no, no doubt. Again, for sure. But, um, man, we're going to get into both conferences and kind of preview them here in a little bit. And we're going to start out – we're going to start out in the West, man. Um, obviously – it, it's a um, uh, a packed uh, packed conference, yeah. man. From 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 top to bottom, um, a lot a lot of good teams in the West. Um, of course, we got your defending champions, the Denver Nuggets. There's you know there's the Lakers, there's Golden State, 
so many other different teams, man. But um, when you look out in the Western Conference, what team or teams that you're kind of interested looking into um, this season? Uh, <clears throat> two teams that I have are two young teams. Um, two young teams. The first team is the Minnesota uh, Timberwolves. Uh, they made the playoffs for the last two years. Um, signed Anthony Edwards to extension, a five-year extension. You got Carl Anthony Towns there. Um, they added Shake Milton as a guard. Um, also, they added Troy Brown as well. So, added some depth to that team. Just wanted to see if they could take the next step. Obviously, with signing that that extension with with uh, Anthony Edwards, looking for him to be the cornerstone of your franchise, looking for him to be the, your guy, that guy. And I think he can be. I think Anthony Edwards. Um, he had some injuries last year, but when healthy, he's one of the best young players that we have in the in the NBA. And um, obviously. Being in Minnesota, they're not talked about a lot. They don't get a lot of coverage, not a lot of nationally televised games. But, like I said, they have made the playoffs the last two years. And outside of when KG was in Minnesota, I don't know how many times we could say that, at least in yours and myself, our, our lifetime. So um, they got something brewing up there. Just need to see, like I said, them take the next up. Cat was injured and went down. Can they gel together? You got uh, Rugo Bears there, too. So, I remember when that whole trade went down, I was like, how does that mesh? What does that look like with them two in the front court? Um, there were some questions. I would like to see how it looks after this year um, or going into this season, having a full season to kind of going into year two of those three guys, being able to gel together. I think Shake Milton is a good pickup uh, for them, another guard that can do some things. Um, I think Mike Conley is up there as well. So you add him as a as a veteran as well. So they have some pieces in Minnesota. Once again, that's a loaded Western Conference. Um, I think having Mike Conley, um, a veteran, especially in that backcourt, somebody that can help mentor Ann Edwards, um, and just be a veteran leader on that on that team. I think that brought a long uh, a long way for the Timberwolves. So definitely interested in the Timberwolves. And my second team is the Sacramento Kings. Obviously. Hopped on the scene. I mean, they, I don't want to say hopped on. I mean, they nosedive on the scene last year, being the, the three seed in the Western Conference last year when nobody, and I mean nobody, would have picked them to be the three seed um, in the Western Conference. Demonte Sabonis, um, he, they re-upped him and signed his extension. Harrison Barnes is still there. Obviously, you got um, uh, De'Aaron Fox uh, is there as well. Kevin Herter, all of those guys, they, they added JaVel McGee to the to their squad as well. Big thing for them, Ozzy, youth, how do they take the playoff experience from last year and roll into this season? Obviously, it didn't end the way they wanted it to, but they pushed that Warriors team. I mean, they pushed them and pushed yeah. them and pushed them and pushed them. And, and, and I think they have one of, if not – they might they might be top five, maybe top three, but top five home court advantage. I mean, that arena is insane. That arena is insane, and they are raining through small old plays. You got Malik Monk coming off the bench. Like they have a good young squad with a lot of good players. They got a mix of good young players and some older veterans there. 
can Mike Brown get these guys to the next level? Can they push them past that first round? Does De'Aaron Fox and Sabonis, do they take that next step? I think that's the big thing for them. Um, do I see them as a three-seed again? I don't know. But if you've done it before, you can do it again. Um, obviously, health is going to be a thing with them. But I don't see why they can't be a, a top-four seed again in the West. I don't see why they can't make a deeper run in the playoffs. They have the pieces that they need. I think youth is just literally, and I picked the words to win that series last year. I think youth is the biggest reason why they lost. You're just playing a veteran Golden State team who's been in those situations and won those games. You got into that game seven, and the Warriors know how to close a game seven, and the Kings just don't. They just don't. So um, I'm interested in those two teams in the West. I have a third, and um, I won't dive into them as much, but it's the Clippers. It's more so annoyance um, with them than anything than I've been I've I like Kawhi Leonard, I like Paul George, I like when they when they got together. I like the combo when they got together in LA with the Clippers and they just can't stay healthy. It's it's time. I think this year is is put up a shut up for the for that combo out there in LA. They for some reason they can't find a way to stay healthy. They can't find a way to do anything in the playoffs. This team was supposed to be taking over L.A. Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Tyloo Dutch, this squad was supposed to be taking over L.A. and not being seen as the redheaded stepchild of Los Angeles to the Lakers. And granted, they have beat up on the Lakers a lot. When they play head-to-head, they beat up on them, and they beat them a lot. But when it counts and when it's time to get down to it, they have not gotten it done. So this year, in my opinion, is this year is put up or shut up. I'm not saying you got to win a championship, but it's time to do something. Because if, if you have another year like you've had the past couple of years where no one can stay healthy, you can't make a run, you're getting bounced in the second round, it's time. We got to figure something out. Paul George got to go. Kawhi got to go. But something's got to happen. Something's got to happen. If I'm Ty Lue, or if I'm Ty Lue, Obviously, I like L.A. I like the Clippers organization. I think we have a solid team. If we can't figure it out, you might start poking your head around and seeing what else you got out there in the, in the league because this, this just isn't working. Um, but the Minnesota Timberwolves and, and, the, and the Kings, I'm looking to see what they look like as far as next step. There's a, there are a lot of good young teams in the West. There are a lot of good young teams that can make it interesting. Um, but those two, those two come to mind. Yeah, Sacramento is gonna be one of the teams I talked about too. But I had I had three on the list too. They was they were one, but I can replace them with another one that I had too. Um, man, like you said, it is. It's a lot of good young teams out there in the West that's that's you know that's improving or caught everybody by surprise and has a chance to improve. It's just really the main thing is gonna be which that's for every team is health. But um, for me, the two the two teams that I'm looking at. Um, the two other teams that I had on my list that I'm looking at um, in the West that I'm interested in is you You mentioned a, a young team. This is another young team, too, who really has a they, – they really got a hell of a roster. It's just mm-hmm. can their guys stay healthy, and that's the New Orleans Pelicans. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, obviously there's uh, – the, the, the big thing is can Zion stay healthy on the court? Can Zion Williamson get on the court and stay healthy? Um 
they got a they got a right now they're dealing with an injury right now. Trey Murphy the third, he's gonna be out for a while with a meniscus injury. So um that's kind of tough because he's part of that 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 rotation that they have, one of the main key guys that they have. And and then obviously they still got CJ McCullum there and then that's Brandon Ingram there. So um it's just when you naming those guys and that roster that they got, man, this should be a team who should be right there in the mix when it comes to towards the end of the you know end of the season playoffs and not even just like a, a play-in team. This could be one of the teams mm-hmm. that could possibly really be one of the you know better teams like you know in, in the West, man. So yeah, um, you know that's 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 really the main thing for them is can they stay healthy? Because obviously we know what struggles uh, Zion Wilson has with standing on the court. Like I said, Trey Murphy's dealing with his injury. Uh, even Brandon Ingram, he's had trouble staying on the court. C.J. McCollum has had history. So it's like all of those guys kind of – it's kind of almost like the Clippers almost a little bit, but younger. Yeah. It's just like they just can't for some reason put it together. They all can't stay on the floor and and, and just put it together, man. I don't know. They, they, they could be a, a real dynamic team in the West, but the main key for them is they just – they gotta stay healthy, man, for sure. Um, that's that's one team. And then another team I'm looking at too, um, this this is kind of me just kind of being a homer, you know, saying I I gotta see because this this is the first time in a long time that, you know, the the squad is kinda coming along. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we can kind of be in the mix and the talks of 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 playing playoff teams again. And that's Oklahoma City Thunder. Yeah. Um of course, you know, everybody's big on, on SGA, man, on Shea Gilgis Alexanders. I think the anointing is coming a little too fast for me personally. I mean, he's a he's a good player. Mm-hmm. Is he top 10? I don't think so, but they voted. Mm-hmm. You know, ESPN came out with that whole top 100 and had all that, and he was in the top 10. I think that's a little premature. Is he, like, top 15? Yeah. I give yeah. him that, but I don't know if he's top ten. But obviously, I mean, he's he's a great he's a great player, real good player, great player. But it's just the results got to start coming in now. And then obviously, yeah. the big thing is the fact that uh, we get we get Chet Holmgren um, back for his uh, official rookie season. Mm-hmm. So per se, as they do in the NBA, because he missed it with that foot injury. Um, Obviously, and then there's Lou Dort there, um, and then you got Josh Giddy. So you know it's, it's a bunch mm-hmm. of young, talented players there, man. You know, and you know they we improved a lot. Now the next thing is can they improve some more to kind of keep going? Now obviously, you know, there's just the the boatload of draft picks that Sam Presti has. I mean, <laughs> boy, he just <laughs> sitting is, on which them, is, which is which is fine, but you know the, they got to turn into something. So yeah. Let's 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 see how that goes. But I'm interested to see how that, that works out there definitely. Um in, in the West, man. Those are for sure teams that I'm looking into. And obviously there's a whole bunch of other teams that you can look into, but for I know that's what we all are looking in right now. Trying to rank these teams is kinda hard. <laughs> especially yeah. in the West. I I think it's more clear cut in the East than it is mm-hmm. in the West because Ranking the top four, somebody's gonna get left out that we probably gonna be like, dang, yeah, I don't think they a top four team in the West, whatever, blah blah blah. blah. So, who you, who do you, you don't have to put it in a particular order, but just okay. who you think are the top four teams in the West going into this season? 
Well, obviously, defending champs. I think the Denver Nuggets are being your top four. Um, I think the Lakers will be a top four seed this year. I, I, I wish, I wish that we could have saw the the CP3. Devin Booker, KD, we're just going to saw that for a full season with um, Monty Williams as, as the head coach of other Phoenix Suns. I think, I mean, you still have Devin Booker and Kevin Durant there, so I'm still going to, I still think they'll be fine. I think they'll be a top, a top four team. And I think I'm going to go with the Kings. I think the Kings will be top four again. I think just when you're able to shoot as well as they're able to shoot, that travels. Just like how a run game and defense travels in football, I think being able to shoot the ball, play defense um, in the NBA, I think that travels. Um, I was I was going back and forth between them and Golden State. I'm going to go with Sacramento. I think they'll get a top four seed as well. So Denver, L.A., Lakers. Phoenix and Sacramento. I go. Those are my top four. I like that. I like that. I like that. So we got we got, we got a little discrepancy. I like that because I yeah. went my four. I went with you. You got to put Denver in there, regardless. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know like they lost a couple pieces. I know there's no 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 Bruce Brown there and mm-hmm. um, a couple other pieces there. But I mean, Murray and Jokic just still there. And <laughs> I mean, you know, in the words of Rick Flair, man. In order to beat the man, you got to beat the man. So that's it. <laughs> so I just have to put them. You still got to put them in as a top four seed for sure. I think Denver is mm-hmm. one. Um, I got Phoenix is one two as well. I mean, it's just. I mean, you you've seen the glimpses of it just in the preseason with 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 Bill Book and KD is just ugh, it's tough. Uh, and you know, and when they made that trade, obviously the the thing that we got on about it was like, well. You know what about the depth? Well, then when you had the whole three-team trade with 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 Dame and 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 Aiton and all that happened, they kind of got some more back in return. So you know, got a they got a Grayson Allen, um, Eric Gordon. They got they got mm-hmm. a couple guys now to to fill out that bench. So now there's there's a little bit of depth there. So it kind of makes me feel a little bit better. Um, about the team and then I think of course with Frank Vogel being the new coach he's going to make sure that they try to get some defensive work in there because you know that's some of those guys that we named aren't really you know defensive prowess but you know he'll try to get it together for them to to, to keep something going so I got Denver Phoenix um I, I went with Golden State I'm kind of still giving them the, the benefit of, of the doubt right now okay. um well not not the benefit of the doubt but more kind of like uh kind of giving yeah. them kind of like that Kind of like how it was with, with, with Brady and the Patriots. It's kind of like, I'm yeah. saying, you know, until something happens to where it's really you gotta expect down, them. I can't, yeah, I can't knock them out yet. As much as I, I want to, I just really can't just because, <laughs> I mean, that you still got Steph and Clay. Draymond still going to do what he has to do. You know what I'm saying? Now, sucks that they had to, you know, get rid of Jordan. Well, I don't say get rid of, but had to move on from Jordan, Jordan Poole yeah. to get him out to Washington. But, you know, just as far as cohesiveness in the locker room, they kind of had to make that. Um, interesting yeah. to see how well Jonathan Kaminga plays this year. They kind of need him to step up some more for mm-hmm. sure. Um, mm-hmm. So, 
Uh, I, I put Golden State there. And my, my last team, um, I know people probably going to write them off because they're going to be missing their guy. But I still think they're capable of being a top four team. I think Memphis can still be a top wow. four team. I still think they can be a top four team. 25 games in, in, to, like, in totality sounds like a lot, and it is. Mm-hmm. But in a way, it's kind of more so just it's a quarter of a season. And, you know, maybe I'm being naive to the fact of it just because this is John Miranda. We're talking about that they're missing. However, the the numbers are kind of there, too, to, to kind of back it up and prove it. The track record for Memphis is still pretty good without mm-hmm. him in the lineup. Now, of course, the difference is, is there's no Tyus Jones there. He's going to, to – to, I can't remember where he went to. Is he in Washington now, too? Who is, is that? Washington? Tyus Jones? Um, I can't remember. He might be in Washington. I can't remember. I can't remember which one he is. But you know, he back, he backed up John Moran. Yeah. So obviously, he's not there. Mm-hmm. But, but I mean, bringing in a, a Marcus Smart, a more a, another veteran in Derrick Rose. Obviously, um, they paid Desmond Bain a a a, a lot of money. Um, yeah. <laughs> so he has to step it up. And of course, of course, uh, Triple J man, Jaron Jackson Jr. He really has to step it up because he mm-hmm. seems, it seems like he has. One or two great games in a row, and then he has three games in a row where he's just in foul trouble, you know. Um, and then, of course, the the health of Stephen Adams kind of is kind of helps in with that too, trying to see where they may be with that. But twenty five games, and like I said, and this this is it's a very packed competitive West. If if we're talking about to where they're fourteen and eleven, fifteen and ten, within those twenty five games, I mean. And you know you you get you're getting you get job back for basically the that other three fourths of the season because it's pretty much like a quarter of a season that he's gonna miss mm-hmm. or, or whatever. So, you know that's there. But I think they got a chance, man, to still be a top fourteen. If they don't, it wouldn't surprise me just because of the fact that there's so many other teams. Because right under that, right under them, I had Sacramento, I had the Lakers. Um, mm-hmm. So it's kind of, I mean, it's all interchangeable. It's how you know how we feel, but that's how it is with the West for sure. So, I. I think they still have a chance of being the top four team. I just know a, a lot of people, of course, and rightfully so, aren't really talking much about them just because of mm-hmm. everything that's going on, you know, off the court <laughs> with, the, yeah. with their superstar. So um, it, it, it is what it is with that. But, man, you you know the West is a gauntlet, bro. It seems like every yeah. <laughs> every every it's, year. It's, you know, it's wild. It's wild. Yeah, literally. It's every year. So that's how we looking at seeing what the West looked like. Let's shift it over um, to the Eastern Conference, which I think has kind of a more clear-cut and concise of who's the heavy hitters and then who's that next tier um, under. But um, I'm pretty sure I know one team that's probably on your radar that you wanna <laughs> might want to dive into. Uh, <laughs> who you who you got? Who you looking at this year in the East, man? It's got a little 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 chilly in here. Uh, <laughs> First, the first team is going to be the Atlanta Hawks. Um, it, it's crazy to think about, and, and you asked, I don't know if you remember this. I can't remember how many episodes ago this was, but we were talking about this. It had to be during basketball season. We were talking about um, the Milwaukee Bucks and them making the run and who they played and Eastern Conference Finals and everything. And I totally forgot that the Hawks had played 
the Milwaukee Bucks in the Eastern Conference Finals. And that had been that was probably a year and a half ago, maybe. Um, it's been three years. Three years ago, the Hawks were in the Eastern Conference Finals, ladies and gentlemen. They beat the Knicks, beat the Sixers with Joel Embiid and James Harden, and really had a shot to beat. Had a shot to beat Milwaukee. He had some injuries here and there, and that kind of and Milwaukee is was good. They had a couple injuries and and, and lost that series. And so it seems like that was forever ago. This team was was in that position. It's time. It's time for the Hawks to. We got to figure some stuff out. The Hawks have to figure some things out. They added Patty Mills. They added Wesley Matthews. I think those are two good pickups. Um, I had a. I think there was a love hate relationship as far as the fans when it came to. John Collins, some some fans loved him, some fans hated him. I knew when the Hawks made that run, there were talks about getting rid of John Collins, and I was like, well, he just had this great playoff run. Like, I don't know if we should get rid of him with him and Trey. Like, I think we got a good thing going. And last year, I mean, last year they blew it up. Kevin Herter is gone. This guy's gone. Lou Williams retires. And then this past offseason, they traded. They got rid of John Collins, and he's in Utah now. So that moves um, double O up to that spot, I would assume. Um, the Hawks have been the playoff team. They beat, they beat the Cavs in the play-in. Um, but they're going to need, they're going to need, obviously, DeJounte and Trey to carry them and, and do what they do. But they're going to need a third guy. And it, DeAndre Hunter, it, it's time, man. It's time to step up. Mm-hmm. And they signed you to an extension. He's shown glimpses. He's shown glimpses of. He showed glimpses in the playoffs, um, but it's time for him to be more consistent because Trey and, and Dejounte are going to need some help. You extended Dejounte, so he's going to be here for another four years. Signed him to a four-year deal, so you have your backcourt. You have a, I mean, one of the best backcourts in basketball. One of the best backcourts in basketball with Trey Young and Dejounte Murray. You need Devin. I mean, excuse me. You need DeAndre Hunter to step up and take on a bigger role and take on take some load off of those two guys. They, he has to be able to do that. If if he can't step up, um, I think the Hawks could struggle again. I think they'll be in the playoffs again. I think they'll make the playoffs once again. But if they're going to take the next step, they're going to need DeAndre Hunter to make some plays for them. So one is the Hawks. All right. My second team, I've kind of went back and forth on who who – on what other team I want to talk about. Obviously, you you got some big splashes that have been made by some of the better teams in the conference. But I'm a, I'm gonna stick with one of those middle of the middle of the pack teams, and I'm gonna go with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, I think Cleveland is a is a is a sneaky team. They have one of the better backcourts in basketball um, with Donovan Mitchell and um, Darius Garland. I went and saw them play live while I was up there in Ohio, and Donovan Mitchell is the truth. He did did my house greasy that night, um, <laughs> but they have one of the better backcourts in in the league. Um, Evan Mobley, it's time for him to take a step. They added Max Truce. They added George's um, name from Philadelphia, so they got some more shooters, um, some guys that can play defense as well. So you add some versatility to it. Need Evan Mobley to kind of step up. He's going to be the guy that I think has to take that next step for Cleveland. Obviously, when they got Donovan Mitchell, 
it was Cleveland could be a serious contender. Now, um, I think the the evolution of Evan Mobley can help that basketball team, but they're another one of those young squads that have some young stars, so they need those young guys to step up, um, make some more plays. Obviously, that playoff playoff experience helps um, helps with them, but they're going to need they're going to need Evan Mobley to step up and make some more plays. He's in year three now. Donovan Mitchell is going to be the guy. Donovan Mitchell is the guy in Cleveland. Um, but what can Evan Mobley do? to help alleviate some of that because um, I mean he's a tall guy big guy can shoot he can play he can play down low like he has versatility year three now can we step up and take the next step can you go from being a young star to a star I'm not even saying going to a superstar but can you be an all-star can you be an all-star caliber player if he's an all-star caliber player Cleveland's going to be tough to deal with if he can be an all-star caliber player so those two the Hawks in the Cleveland Cavaliers. I like that. I like that with Cleveland for sure because it's – I think in a way you got to think that it's it's like it's, it's Boston, Milwaukee, and then it's a little gap. Who can be the next group of mm-hmm. – Teams yeah. to kind of get mm-hmm. in, you know, to kind of get up in there to to make their presence known. It's, it's an opportunity for a, a lot of teams to do that. Um, for me, the two teams that I'm looking at, one is one of those teams who may have a chance that can do that, who who actually <clears throat> won a playoff series um, mm-hmm. last year for the first time in I think like ten years, ten twelve years. But um, that's that's the New York Knicks. Um, okay. They're pretty much. Running it back with everybody. Um, they didn't have a draft pick, I don't think, in this year's draft. So no rookies were being played. No young guys are being played, which that's that's Coach Tibbs' thing. You know what I'm saying? He don't really care for the young guys like that. It's going to be his – he's going to let the vets do the plan. So, you know, if you're a vet and you still want to play, Tibbs is the man for you for sure. So, you know, he's, he's got a lot of those guys. But, I mean, obviously there's Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle um, doing their thing. Uh, I mean, to me, the guy that has to step up the most – uh, well, two of them is is um, for sure R.J. Barrett. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, not much else to say. Yeah. I mean, you know, he he has to consistently kind of be that third guy for them. I mean, you know, we we know what Brunson can do. We know what Julius Randle can do. Um, can R.J. be that consistent third guy for them? Um, you know, what I'm saying to 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 really keep them going. You know, what I'm saying like. We we know Julius Randle for the most part is gonna be that that's a walk in twenty and ten. Yeah. <laughs> almost you know, almost every night. And we know we know Jalen Brunson, you know, on certain nights can give you twenty plus more too, uh, can give you, you know, six to eight assists, you know, a game and everything like that, be that true point guard leader. Can RJ Barrett be that guy for them to say if one of them is having an off night? that he can step up and be that next go-to guy. That's yeah. who he needs to be for sure. So um, the Knicks is definitely one team that I'm that I'm looking at to see what they'll do uh, for sure just because, you know, they, they're pretty much bringing it back with everybody. And then um, got to mention the team who made it all the way from the play-in to the NBA Finals, uh, the Miami Heat. And I'm kind of more interested in them is just because – 
they've been striking out on all the big name players. You know, they tried to get Dame. They tried to mm. get. Uh, I want to say they tried to get KD. Man, they just they've been missing out. <laughs> yeah, they've been striking out for sure on all the, you know the big name superstars and, and trying to get them there. And then on top of that. Um, even some of the core guys that they had that made their finals run no longer there. As you mentioned, you mentioned um, Max Struess. He's now with the uh, Cavaliers. Um, mm-hmm. Gabe Vincent is out there in L.A. with the Lakers. So um, those are a couple of guys that they're missing, you know, from from their core from their core group. But hindsight, you know, looking at that, we're anxiously, of course, waiting on a return of Tyler Hero. So, you know, mm-hmm. once he's back, you know, how that helps to get him back into their rotation. Um you know they they got the young rookie uh, out of UCLA. Uh, what's his name? Jaquez, uh, 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 or however you pronounce it. But the you know uh, the, the, the mm-hmm. yeah, you know the young gun out of out of UCLA. So you know, interesting to see, man. I mean, you know, wondering wondering just how they how they will rebound. You know, obviously making it all the way from from the play in, getting in getting into the finals. But of course, like I said, losing those core core guys that they had. That were important to that run, but getting Tyler Hero back to see how you know how he is. Of course, Jimmy Butler. Um, I hope he goes back to his regular hairstyle because um, I don't know. <laughs> he, he is funny, man. He is funny, dude. dude yo, Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler is, is unintentionally might be one of the more funnier dudes, bro. When I saw that, everybody was bro. tripping off. It. I was, I couldn't do nothing but laugh. It was so I funny. I was like, yo, it's just like when he had the, it's just like when he had the, the implant, oh, oh, the, 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 the dread. Yeah, with the yeah, dreads. he had the lock, man. That was funny too. It's, he's gonna do something like that every year. That was hilarious. I gotta stay in character. All that. that that was funny to me. Yo, that was I funny was, to me. Yo, I, I if was he go out there with, sure. a, if he, he go out there and play with a perm boy, it's gonna be, um, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yo, it's man, funny. He's I funny, man. You, he doesn't care. You. He's like, whatever. Thanks. I'm gonna do what I, I'm gonna do. What I'm gonna do. That's it. For sure. Deal with it. I, I was I was tripping off that for sure, man. But yeah, for me, yeah, the New York Knicks, uh, the Miami Heat teams that you know, obviously. Um, that I'm kind of, you know, interested in looking at to see out there in the East as far as, you know, the underrated teams. I tried, you know, like mm-hmm. I said, you got the, you got the bigger teams that you, that you mentioned out there, but, you know, trying to go underrated. So, clearly, when we mentioned it here for us, top four in the East, we know two of them is, is Boston and Milwaukee. No doubt. No doubt. Who is it? Who do you have that could possibly be after them? The first team I would say is Philly. I just don't know what's going on with James Harden. Can I trust? And granted, the rumors have been he showed up to training. He showed up, and he's been working out. He's been fine. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't. With James Harden potentially kind of wavering I don't know if I can put them in it if he if James Harden is in they'll I will put Philly in but because I don't know I can't put Philly in so Milwaukee Boston I think the Knicks will be a top four seed again so I'll go with the New York Knicks and because Philly is out I think the next team in for me will be Cleveland I think the Cavs will make a make a Make some improvement, make a jump, and they'll be a, a top four 
see. So I'll go Boston, Milwaukee. I'll go with the New York Knicks. And I'm going Cleveland only because I do not know what James Harden has going on in Philly. If he was fine and content, I would throw Philly in there. But I have no clue if this man's going to come back and he's going to be 250 pounds. So, and I say 250, you know, he went 250 when he, when he went to Brooklyn. But yeah. if he's going to be 230, you know, that's heavy, heavy. You don't know yeah. if he's going to be 220 or 230. Like, is he going to be in game shape, ready to play an 82-game NBA season? So, I'm, uh, that's, that, that's what I got. Mm, yeah, for me, I for me I went of course Boston Milwaukee. Um, I put Cleveland in there too. I thought they could be a top four team. I was stuck between same thing with you. I was stuck between Philly and New mm-hmm. York because same thing. Just trying to figure out what are we even going to get James Harden and which James mm-hmm. Harden are we going to get. Yeah, but I th- I think Philly still has just enough. I kind of I would I'm taking them slightly still over New York to be a top four team, just because solely off of Joel Embiid. Okay, that that's that's the only edge I'm giving them. Um, I wouldn't be surprised though if they did get out to a little slow start. We got a you know new coach in there, Nick Nurse, new head coach. Um, but you know it's obviously if there's no, I mean if there's no James, Joel just got to take the load. It is what it is. Yeah. Ty, Tyrese Max will have to step up. Tobias Harris will just have to step up. Um, I mean they they brought in Kelly Oubre Jr. So they got the guys there to help them to help them to step up. If there's if there's no James there or if James isn't. Who we think that he can be, um, but gosh, that's just so tough. I don't know. I kind of want to. For real, I was still back and forth between Philly and New York because I'm just like, we, I, like you said, we don't know, bro. With James Harden, we don't yeah. know. Like, is he, you know, what I'm saying, is he good? Like, is he gonna be in game shape, or is this gonna be like him trying to be on? You know, I'm trying to force my way out again and go somewhere else. You know, and everything like that. So. I don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. it was for sure. It was between Philly and New York, and then right after that, I had Atlanta, Miami. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of you know in the in that mix there, but clearly, you know, it's 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 Boston and Milwaukee, and then it's it's a, just yeah. There's a there's a, a, a drop off, and then you know trying yeah. to figure out everybody else. But I do think I do think Cleveland is a top four team. I, I like them in there. And that last spot could definitely go up between Philly and New York. For for now, I'm still gonna say Philly, mm-hmm. just because of the fact that they got Joel Embiid there. I'm gonna still yeah. say it's, I'm gonna still go with Philly over New York. But I wouldn't be surprised if New York ended up having a top four record instead of Philadelphia, just because who knows what may happen after you know December, January or whatever, and what may be yeah. going on with the saga with <laughs> with James Harden, man. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's going to be an interesting year to say the least, though. Um, outside of that that dumb play-in tournament, whatever. I mean, dumb in-season tournament. Yeah. So I don't even know what to call it. 
Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know what to call it. So you know, outside of that, man, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be a very interesting season. I mean, I love it. You know, NBA season is one of the more exciting times of the year too. So um, very interested to see how that goes. Can't wait. Like I said, season starts coming up this Tuesday, and then a couple weeks after that, going into November. Before you know it, you're going to be looking up and on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday nights, there's going to be college basketball going on too, man. Yeah, with them clanky rims. <laughs> for sure. Uh, terrible offensive possessions. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going to be. Yeah, Bad foul calls. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, storming the court after upsets. I love it, though. It's all good. It's all yeah. good. It is all good. But, um. Man, it was it was a fun college basketball season last mm-hmm. year, both men and women. So of course now this is just it's just the hype is there. It's just one to realize like what's going to happen, because obviously with the the transfer portal is not just a thing in, in football, man. It, it's it's hitting hard in basketball too, both men and yeah. women for sure. Um, and it's it's like it seemed like for for both you know men and women, the rich just keep getting richer for some man for sure yeah, but, rough, yeah. um obviously the, the the biggest the biggest transfer was obviously um um Hunter Dickerson leaving from Michigan going to Kansas um one of the you know one of the better players in the in the nation for sure so there's that and then over uh with the women's uh gosh I'm blanking her name yeah. right now but she used to play for Louisville and now she's with LSU um, I cannot think of her name right now. God, I got you. Go ahead, keep going. What is her name? But um, it's just gonna be. I mean, you know, the the transfer portal is is hitting hard there, and of course, you still got your 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 top freshman that's coming out. Um, that's going into these guys. I mean, you know, um, of course, everybody's looking up and see. Hopefully, we'll see. Uh, you know, Bronny James in action at USC going into his freshman season here. We know he had that uh that little that little minor scare with the with the heart issue and everything like that. So um Haley Van Lee. Well what who was it? Haley Van Lee. Van Lee, there we go, yeah, yeah, there we go. Yeah, coming over from Louisville going to LSU. So um those those were the big big two names as far as with the, with the transfer reporter goes, but um looking at that, so yeah, obviously crazy, crazy basketball season that's coming up. Um, if you haven't known by now, the AP polls just dropped, I think, a couple days ago um, for both men and women's. Uh, man, we're going to look a little – we're going to dive right into it, just in the t- into the top ten, man. So, looking out for your name in this top ten in the men's, um, number one by landslide. <laughs> I mean by landslide. I think they got all but, like, maybe six or seven votes. Um, Kansas, overall number one preseason team at coming in at number one. Duke at number two, um, Purdue with Zach Eady, who's the reigning national player of the year, at number three, um, Michigan State at four, um, Shaka Smart and Marquette um, coming in at five, um, the, the reigning national champions, UConn at six, uh, Houston, who's had they've had a, a very talented squad the past few years, coming in at seven, um, Creighton has always been one of the better teams out there in the Big East as well, get with, with Marquette at eight. Um, of course, Tennessee now here the last few years with Rick Barnes coming in at nine. And uh, at number 10, the FAU, Florida Atlantic Owls, coming in at number 10 in the AP poll. 
So when you look at that that top ten ranking there for the AP poll, man, obviously we have you know you got you got your normal hitters that's up there: Kansas, Duke, Michigan State, UConn. Um, but you know uh, now, I and, and you know then of course, of course you got some of your other teams who who recently has been pretty good the last few years as well: Tennessee, Houston, Marquette, Creighton. Mm-hmm. Um, all those, all those teams right there. Who, what, what is one of those teams that you look at that you're like, um, you're very interested to see how they'll do um, this season? Well, obviously, Rothschild Jayhawk. All right, let's start with that. Okay, interested to see how the Jayhawks are going to do. Once again, Rothschild Jayhawk. Let's <laughs> number one seed. I mean, we're number one right now. Finish on top. All right, that's not my team, but that's. Let's win Natty, okay? The team I'm going to talk about, though, is Houston. Um, I've, I've always, especially the last couple of years, like you mentioned, they've had a good, they've had good squads these last four or five years. Senior ladies, just guys all over the place that can play some uh, some basketball, excuse me, that can play a lot of basketball. Um, they're moving to the Big 12. The Big 12 is going to be competitive. Texas. Um, you have some of the other teams like the Big Twelve is 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 a competitive league when it comes to basketball. Texas and Baylor and Kansas and Kansas State like you have a lot of good basketball played in the Big Twelve. What does Houston? What do they fall? What does it look like? What, what what does it look like with them being in the Big Twelve now? Where the Big East was definitely some good basketball. I'm not the big excuse me, the AAC, excuse me. The AAC definitely has some solid basketball. Um, but you're stepping into stepping into a gauntlet now. Stepping into a gauntlet now, we step into the Big Twelve. So them being at seven, um, I think there's a lot of respect there. Obviously they're putting on the Houston Cougars, but I'm interested to see what they look like going into conference play when they have to play Texas or Baylor or Kansas, Kansas State, when they have to go and play these squads. Well, how do they match up versus those teams? Um, that's going to be my my. That's going to be what's most interesting to me is how does Houston match up with those teams? I think if they can match up with them well, it bodes well for them going into postseason play. I'm not saying they got to be undefeated. I'm not saying they have to be all those teams twice, but if they can beat them here and there once on the road or get you know get one at home, whatever it might be, whatever it looks like, they can play well against those top teams in that conference. I think you can see a, a, a positive outlook going into conference tournament time and March Madness. But I'm going to stop because I know I want to hear what you have to say and who your, who your team is. Uh, I'm, I ain't going to lie. The team that I'm, I'm interested in looking into actually is, is Michigan State. Um, of course, led by Tom Izzo, you know, He's been been there for forever, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and year in and year out, they're always seem like they're one of those teams who can um, can catch fire and make a deep run in the tournament, or mm-hmm. not live up to the hype that they normally live up to. Far as up there in East Michigan, Michigan State, but they should be pretty good this year. I mean, they made a run to the Sweet Sixteen last year, lost to a, a very good Kansas State team. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, returning back four starters. Um, with one of the guys being Tyson Walker, who was at a leading scorer, 15 points a game. Um, probably one of the better, deeper rosters that 
the coach Izzo has had in a while too, because not only with the four starters returning, he still got uh, a good uh, portion of res- reserves that he kept from last year too. So three or four guys is there in the rotation. So um, pretty pretty deep team there. But of course, obviously they are playing in one of the top two leagues mm-hmm. in college basketball as well. You talk about the Big Twelve, the Big Ten is no slouch. I mean, yeah. there's there's Purdue. Uh, you know, there's Michigan State. You can't rule out Michigan because they're there. Ohio mm-hmm. State had their times every now and again. Um, uh, you know, there's just you just you just never know. Those those are that. And then on top of that, you know, Michigan State never really shies away from you know none of the non conference play. They're out there. I think they play in those those uh those champion uh tournaments where they play against a Duke, play against a North mm-hmm. Carolina. They'll play a you know maybe play a Gonzaga. You know so. Um, interesting to see where where Michigan State uh goes this season for sure. Um, obviously those matchups against Purdue is going to be interesting. Interesting to see oh, yeah. for sure. Um, I'm pretty sure. I think. Um, I want to say they may do. I think the Big Twelve and Big Ten is doing a challenge. I know the SEC and the ACC is, but I'm not sure. Okay. They are so more than more than likely they're gonna play. You know, more than likely they're gonna play somebody who you know is 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 gonna you know give them some some stuff. But obviously, Mm -hmm. they they I mean third game of the year they got Duke in the Champions Classic. I mean um, (laughs) playing a rank a a top ten top twelve ranked Arizona early in November. I mean obviously you know going up against Baylor. In December, so I mean, like I said, yeah, and Michigan State plays a lot of tough, tough, tough non-conference games, man. And then, of course, within the conference, I mean, like I said, there's Ohio State have the years, Illinois, yeah. Purdue, Michigan. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's uh it's it's never easy for sure. So interesting to see how their season might go. Now, is there anybody that you see in that top ten that you're kind of like? I don't know about you yet, or you might be ranked a little too high or too low. I got somebody, but I'm a, I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna yeah. hold off on them. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sure, man. Uh, the the one team, maybe I would say is maybe Marquette, maybe, maybe a little too high. Um, I think UConn could be a little higher. I would, I mean, and I don't know how much lower I would take Marquette. I don't know how much higher I would take UConn. Maybe, if, I mean, if you're talking about just switching them, it's like how much of an issue do you have? I don't know if I really have an issue. Um, I know the issue that you have, and I agree with you, but I want to hear you you go at it. So I would say maybe one of those teams, but I think they got it right for the most part outside of what you're about to get into, so. For for me, it's, it's 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 FAU man, Florida Atlantic. I mean, I get why they're ranked in the top ten. They're literally bringing everybody back from the Final Four. Mm-hmm. It, it like like literally nobody, everybody is back for for the yeah. most part. They didn't like they didn't lose anybody, so I get it. <laughs> but I mean, they went you know they went thirty one and three in the regular season going playing in Conference USA. They're they're in the American now. Granted, they they did themselves a favor knowing that Houston isn't there anymore with them going to the Big Twelve. But that's that's still playing Memphis, uh, playing Cincinnati, 
Oh, no, I'm sorry. No, Cincinnati's in the Big 12 now, too. So, yeah, so they, they, yeah. they got lucky with Cincinnati and Houston being gone. But there's Memphis still there. There's a couple other teams that they might have to play uh, every now and again. So, I mean, you know, granted, the American not is is is, is – as deep as it was, obviously losing the flair of Houston and Cincinnati being gone, but playing that Memphis is for sure going to be the best conference team that they're going to play out. You know, with, oh, yeah. you know them playing in conference USA. Don't don't get me wrong. I mean, the the only real couple teams they might have had to deal with was an okay, you know. Louisiana Tech team or mm-hmm. every now and again Western Kentucky would come, you know, with a decent basketball team. And then of course, you know, MTSU was kind of in the yeah, mix. They last seen so, to beat you know, them. They last seen yeah, to beat them before. Just the last seen to beat them before they lost in the in the in the final four to to mm-hmm. was it to Yukon or yeah. yeah, to Yukon. So, you know, it's just you know, interesting to see, but you know, I don't know, man. I I I think um like I guess I get it. Everybody returning back. Why would you? How would you not put them up there? But I just feel like I don't know. Maybe you could. I thought maybe you might have could have put Gonzaga in that top ten, or maybe yeah. you know, maybe an Arizona, you know, or whatever. But it's, I mean, you know, I'm not hating on them. I hope they do well, man. I'm not. I'm not mad at it. You know, I'm just. Yeah. You know, I'm not sure. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. I'm. I'm not sure, man. So we'll see how how uh, obviously. The, uh, the the men's basketball season will go, and then look over there to the women's man. It's 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 crazy. They had a that crazy tournament themselves last year. Me personally, I like the women's tournament than I did more than I did the men's tournament last season. I, I can't even lie about, to you. Definitely, was, the storylines are definitely there. Are definitely more storylines. Yeah, I was I was there, man. I was I was locked in. But um, looking at the top ten rankings here for. Um, the preseason polls and the um the the, the uh, women's side of it here, of course, defending reigning national champions LSU. I want to say they got all but one first place vote. Um, UConn comes in at number two. Um, Iowa led by Caitlin Clark in at number three. Uh, UCLA at four. Utah at five. Um, Coach Staley and, the, and those girls down at South Carolina at number six. Ohio State at seven. Um, Virginia Tech, who had a, a very impressive run last season at number eight. Um, Indiana at number nine. And then Notre Dame rounds out the top ten for the women's uh, AP poll there. Um, man, who what's one team that you see on that list, man, that you kind of looking forward to for this season? First off, just like the men's, Coach Staley getting marked down there in Columbia. But the team I am – Interested in it's gonna be UConn. I, everybody's talking about LSU. I'm gonna let you know. I'm gonna let you know. We here that, UConn. Yeah, I, UConn is gonna be. Tough. I, I think I I think this might be. I think this might be a revenge season for UConn, bro. Like the, I I know I know I know Andrew Reese, Caitlin Clark, and. Man, Leith is there now. And, yeah. You know, and, and, man. UConn is going to be – UConn is going to be tough this year. All the injuries that they had last year, they getting all those girls back. Best player being hurt. She was out for the season. 
I can't even think of I, I, her name is slipping me right now. Uh, Paige um, Booker's. Paige, 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 Paige yeah. Booker. Yeah, she's back. She's a kid. Like UConn, the UConn Huskies. I mean, they legit have a chance for the men's and women's to both win the national championship this year, and that's with Angel Reese and Van Leaf and Kaitlyn Clark, and you still got South Carolina and. It, UConn is going to be a tough out. I, I can see UConn to be undefeated. I'll put UConn to be undefeated going into the tournament. As long as they stay healthy, UConn to be undefeated. I don't know. I don't know. If, I don't know what their schedule looks like. I don't know if they play South Carolina. That'll be a tough one. I don't know if they play LSU or anybody like that. But all things considered, they stay healthy. I can see them being undefeated going into the going into the NCAA tournament for sure. They got a so right off the bat in in uh in November they they play two ranked teams they play 14th ranked Maryland mm-hmm. uh, 4th ranked UCLA so they they'll be big okay they'll be big they got Texas on the schedule North Carolina Louisville these are all ranked teams that they got playing before they go into into conference play they do play they South match Carolina matchup with Notre Dame um yep. They play South Carolina in February. February, okay. Yeah. Mm. So, so I mean, that's a little later in the year. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. It, for me, it was, it was you coming all the way. I, like I said, I get it. I I get it. I get it. LSU reigning national champs. Angel Reese, you know, Kalen Clark, and Iowa, and you know UCLA got mm-hmm. a squad, and of course, you know, Coach Taylor down there with 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 her with her uh, ladies down there in South Carolina. I feel like nobody has said anything about UConn, and that is scary. They just, yeah, <laughs> that is scary. But I was, I was doing research on this, right? And you know, you got to think, bro. Last year, last year, mm-hmm. missing their top player with Paige Buckers, and the next, mm-hmm. the other, the other top player, uh, AZ Fudd, she missed pretty much the first two months of the season and got back to start mm-hmm. playing towards the end of the year. They went thirty-one and six. And went to the tournament and lost in the Sweet 16. And they said that was the worst postseason that they've had since 2006. <laughs> the, sweet, the Sweet 16 bruh, I, was who, the worst. <laughs> who wouldn't, who, what other school you know would not take 31-6 and six and say we made it to the Sweet 16? Sweet 16. I don't know. So, Obviously so, not you. <laughs> yeah. Obviously just, not UConn. I'm just saying, bro. Like it, I'm right there with you. I, I I think it's a revenge season. They gonna let people know they here. Page, mm-hmm. especially you know, Page get a full season now coming back. Think about that. You, going 31 and six and still reaching the Sweet 16 without your best player. Without your best player. Come on, man. And I think they would have been. A, I think they would have been a. They would been a tough matchup for. They would have been a tough matchup for for Iowa. Cause I think. Page matches up with with Kalen Clark. I think I think the the two teams that it might have been rough would have been LSU and South Carolina. South Carolina because of style of play. Yeah, because of style of play with South Carolina. I think and LSU as well, kind of with their style of play. But I think those two would have been tough. I think they still could have got LSU. 
I don't know about Carolina. I, I still thought that South Carolina was the best team last year. I think they, you know, with a bad matchup with Kaylin, that was just a bad matchup, and she was on fire. fire. Um, <laughs> I mean, she wasn't missing. So that was tough. But 31-6, you get Paige back, you get your, your next two, your top two players after her, you get them back as well. What it what it looks like what it looks like is there's a collision course for UConn and LSU. That's what it looks like. It could be a collision course for those two teams. And you got the star. I mean, you got your star power down there in in Baton Rouge right now. Now just with not just with the players, with the coach as well. Yep. And old Gino is just sitting on his porch. Hey, I just I just want to say, you know, we we get to we re- revisit this, you know, six months from now, and you know the you know they had a championship game done in April, and if if you know I know this a long way, but if UConn does it, we just gonna sit here and say we told y'all so. Back here in October, don't be surprised. Don't I'm, don't be surprised. I'm just I'm just saying because yeah. What 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 coach what coach Brown say they come. They coming. They, they coming. They coming. Oh, they on the way. They here. They, yeah. they on the way. Yeah. For sure. But yeah, man, it's I can't wait. It's gonna be an interesting basketball season, both men, uh men and women's pros and college, man. It's gonna be fun. Mm-hmm. Um to, to see how that goes as uh, that as that roll along and um the football season rolls along as well. You know, another pair about thinking, man, y'all ain't talked about that shit. Here here we go. Here we go. We we coming. All right, and we coming with that as well. Uh, so of course NFL going into what week are we in now? Week seven, I believe. Week yep. seven in the NFL, yeah. So week seven mm-hmm. in the NFL, um, which is going on right now um, with the with the Jaguars and the Saints. I do not know the score. Kind of really don't care. It's twenty four twenty four. Whoa. Yep. It was twenty four twenty four. I was waiting for this. It was twenty four to six. I think last time I saw yeah, it, twenty four to nine or something. Wow. The Saints. Excuse me. The Aints just scored. And uh, they hit got a two point two point conversion, so they have the ball right now. Well, they getting ready to punt, fourth down, getting ready to punt. Look, ooh, Derek Carson went down, kind of holding his groin, look like. So that's not good for for uh, that team down in Nolens. Mm. But twenty four twenty four with three minutes and fifty four seconds left in the game, the Jacksonville Jaguars are getting ready to get the ball back. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. But, yeah, I shouldn't say the least, man. But, uh, I don't know, man. These games this week is a little little iffy, but some interesting games still to say the least here for, for week seven. Um, we just going to go right into the pickings, man, because it's, it's kind of quiet right now as far as headlines right now in the NFL. Nothing too much going on. So, we just go right into the pickings. Um, so, the first game we got on tap here, we're going to go with um, a very interesting game between um, the Detroit Lions and the Baltimore Ravens. Mm-hmm. The Lions, man, on fire right now. Outside of that, that week two loss, they they won every game. Got one of the better records in the NFL. Um, and then of course going up against um, the Baltimore Ravens, who kind of still struggled a little bit, but did just enough um, out there in London uh, to take care of the Titans. Uh, man, who you got in this one between the Lions and the Ravens? I think this would be a a good test. 
for the Lions, and I say test. I mean they beat they beat they beat Kansas City week one, and they beat everybody like you said outside of outside of that that week two loss. I think this would be a good test for them. I think they'll gain more respect if they get this win versus a team who a lot of people think could win that division and potentially make a run in the Baltimore Ravens. This is one of the teams who over the past four years has been thought about as one of the better teams in the NFL. So if 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 Detroit can go to MT Bank Stadium where it's not it's not easy to play down there in Baltimore and, and win that game, I think they'll earn a lot of a lot of respect from people in general, people in the league, going down there and getting that dub versus Lamar Jackson and that offense and what they can do. And that defense as well. You're talking about both sides of the ball playing good good football for the most part. I was like you said they struggled a little bit versus the Titans. Um but Baltimore is Baltimore. They're going to line up. They're going to run the ball. They're going to play defense. John Harbaugh's going to have those guys ready to play ball. I'm going to pick Baltimore. I'm going to pick Baltimore to win this game. I think that Lamar makes enough plays with his legs. Um, he's going to have to be able to get out of the pocket and make some plays with uh, that defensive line, with that front. Um, Aiden Hutchinson, to be exact, um, definitely have to make some plays throwing the football. It, it might be a tough night as far as trying to run it against that that Detroit Lions front. But I think that they'll make just enough plays, and I think the defense gets a late turnover to kind of seal it. So I'm going to go with the Ravens in a close one. I was kind of going back and forth on this one. I initially thought about picking Detroit, thinking that they could go ahead and shock everybody and keep the streak going. But the fact that they're not going to have no, no David Montgomery, um, I mean, they're getting Jameer Gibbs back, but uh, <laughs> Ricky running back going up against that, that Baltimore defense. Uh, I, I like I like the, 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 the Ravens defense a little bit better. Um, mm-hmm. I think it'll be close. It'll be competitive, um, but I think I think Baltimore makes just enough plays, and with them being mm-hmm. at home, I think that kind of helps them just a tad bit as well. Um, man, who knows? It might come down to another Justin Tucker kick like that last time yeah. they played each other. It could come down to that again. So, um, just because Detroit is kind of dealing with the injuries at running back, I don't I don't know how they'll be able to run the ball either. Um, especially since they won't have David Montgomery. And I don't think you can just sit back and drop back and just pass all day on on the Ravens mm-hmm. like that. So um, I'm going to go with the Ravens as well just to get that a very, very close win um, mm-hmm. in, in Baltimore. And next game we got here on tap, um, divisional matchup. We got uh, the Los Angeles Chargers going up to Arrowhead, playing up against the Kansas City Chiefs. Um I know the Chargers are up and down, kind of struggling, but they seem like they're the only divisional team that can really give the Chiefs some fits, especially in mm-hmm. your head. So, um, man, who you got in this one? I, 
the Chargers now to this point are becoming like the Indianapolis Colts from a couple of years ago for me where it was like every year I'm like Indianapolis is going to make a run. Indianapolis is going to do something. Indy, 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 Indy. Then I cut them off, cut they water <laughs> off. The Chargers, man, I mean, you got your quarterback, you got these receivers, you got these dudes on defense. Like they have the pieces to get it done and they just – have not been able to. I think it's time for Brandon Staley to get out. To get out. And that organization, no longer the head coach. Finito, done, gone. That reason I'm picking the Chiefs. <laughs> I, just, I just don't see, I just don't. That was a tough loss last week. That was a tough loss last week to the to the Cowboys. I definitely thought they could have won that football game. They play them tough. I mean, they. I think they. I think they split with them the past couple of years. I feel, or I know last year. I think they lost. I think they lost both games to them last year, um, to the Chiefs. Two tight ones, but I think they lost. I mean, those games are normally shootouts. You talking about? You have a lot of firepower on those offenses on both sides for the Chiefs and for and for the Chargers. I think this year. I think that. The Chargers have a little more firepower than the Chiefs do just because there are some question question marks at receiver for the Chiefs. Um, but I'm going to go with the Chiefs. I think they get it done at home, man. I I would love to see the Chargers, man. I ain't even, you know, I'm not even talking about winning the division. Just make a run in the playoffs. I want, I want to see Justin Herbert. I want to see him in, in, in January, man. Um, I don't know if we're going to, I don't know if we're going to see it this year. Um, I know that's further down the road, but I'm, I'm going to go with the Chiefs. All right. Uh, same for me, man. I, it's going to be close. They're going to play them close, but in the end, it's, it's going to be the Chiefs, man. I mean, at home, that Airheads crowd going to be rocking. Mm-hmm. And it's just something that's going to happen to where the Chargers just do something that when you see it, you can't even explain why they did it. <laughs> like that don't make no sense. Not, um, not even trying. Not even trying to be funny. It's just like that's just what happens. It seems like you know what I mean. I mean like even Monday, like the fact that they had a chance at one point. I think they just tied the game up at ten, and they decided to take to try to go for it on fourth down instead of just taking the three, and they didn't get it. I mean, and what they ended with the score ended up being twenty to seventeen. Something like that. Yes, I mean, think about that. Three points that you didn't take that you could have had and maybe could have went to overtime and, you know, who knows. But so, yeah, I think the the Chiefs do just enough. Of course, again, it's going to be close. It's going to be probably a a very entertaining game. But in the end, it'll be be the Chiefs. Um, Then we got the final game here on on the NFL tap that we got – Probably the you know the biggest game of the week, man. Two of the better teams, record wise, facing off with each other. Sunday night football. We got the Miami Dolphins sitting at five and one, going against the five and one Eagles, who unexplicably um, got their first L last week against the Jets. Um, mm-hmm. An offense who's been struggling kind of really much these past few weeks, and now going up against <laughs> an offense who you know unless they shoot themselves in the foot can't be stopped. Uh, mm-hmm. So, who you got in this one between the Dolphins and the Eagles? This is the one I've, I've gone back and forth on. This is the one. 
because you have two teams who are the better teams in the NFL. You got one of the top, if not the top offense in the league right now versus one of the better defenses in the league going into a hostile environment to play Philadelphia Eagles who are coming off of a not-so-good loss to Zach Wilson in the New York Jets. That defense in New York for the Jets is legit. That offense, not so much. So they're, they're going to be ready. That defense for Philly is going to be ready. You've been hearing, I know you've been hearing all week about Miami and Mike McDaniels and Tua Tagovailoa and Tyreek Hill and Jalen Wallace. They've been hearing about that offense. So they'll be juiced up, ready to go. Big thing is going to be, can the Dolphins protect Tua? Because that defensive line for Philly is vaunted, and they're going to have their ears pinned back, and they are rolling. They're going to be coming after him on Sunday. So can they protect Tua? I'm not sure. I don't know if they can protect him. But I'm going to go with the Dolphins. I'm going to pick the Dolphins because I think they get the ball out of Tua Tagovailoa's hands quick. And I don't know if the Dolphins' defense isn't just there's a great defense, but they're also not just sliced cheese either. They can play some defense. I don't know if Philly can score with them. And obviously defense wins, defense wins, defense wins. But after last week, I don't know. I don't know if they can score with Miami if this turns into a shootout, which I think Miami is going to score points. I think Miami is going to score points. I think Miami needs to win a game like this just to have some confidence because they've won at home. They've won big games at home, but they, I mean, the one loss, they went up to Buffalo and got smashed. They went up to Buffalo and got smashed. And I guess that's a divisional opponent. So you'll see them again. But they got whooped. How they respond going into Philly, hostile environment. I think that that offense, I think they made just enough plays. I think they higher powered enough. To, and I think they make enough plays, especially in short, quick game, as far as the passing game goes to be able to neutralize some of that, that pass rush for Philly. So I'm going to roll with, I'm going to roll with Jalen Waddle. I'm going to roll with Tyreek Hill, Moster. I'm going to go with the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins make enough plays to win the game on Sunday night. Nah, for sure. I think um, I'm, I'm right there with you, actually. I, I wanted to go with the Eagles. I wanted to go with the Eagles. I was thinking that they would rebound, but – and you talk about the Eagles defense and you know how they are, especially you know with the with the with the pass rush and everything like that. I think this may have a chance to be a, a Raheem Mostert game. You mm-hmm. know, I think they know that you know, hey, we got to stop the pass, make sure Tyreek ain't going deep, make sure Wall ain't going across the middle, or whatever. And I think they find a way to where I mean, like you said, the quick game will probably be there. That's probably what they're gonna try to start off with. And then I think this could possibly be one of those type of. Raheem Mostert, where he goes for, you know, 80, 90 yards, you know, a couple touchdowns, and it'd be just enough. And I I'm, mm-hmm. I think the problem is with the Eagles is just like they have a chance to make the explosive plays, but they just haven't done it enough. 
mm. compared to like last season. They just hadn't done it enough. So I don't know what their problem is, and you know, I mean, hopefully they 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 get it going. But um, yeah, I'm I'm going with the Dolphins too. I think they they they. I think they need this more than the Eagles do, because I agree. You know, I mean, if, I mean, if the Eagles lose again, it is what it is. But that they'll probably want to, they'll probably run away with the division. I don't say run away, but you know, they'll they'll probably end up maybe still winning the division. They'll be Dallas and do what they got to do, and you know, whatever. But if if Miami wants to take that next step. They got to win a game like this for sure mm-hmm. on the road. Because like you said, the last time we saw them in a big game on the road against Buffalo, albeit, yes, a divisional opponent, it didn't look good. So mm-hmm. I know they definitely want to have a better performance than they did the last time. So I'm going to go with Miami too. I think they I think they get it done. I mean, I just don't think Philly will score enough points. Yeah. That's my only thing. I hear it. So man, that's how we feeling right there with the pickups in the NFL. We'll move on to college football, man. Uh, phew. it's some heavy hitter games this weekend for sure. <laughs> it's it's some heavy hitters, man. Uh, oh first yeah. Game, first game we'll start off out on, on tap is we'll, we'll go out west. We'll go to the Pac-12. Um, this is pretty much huh, an elimination game right here for sure as well. Whoever gets this has their second loss and they kind of pretty much are out of it, you know. Um, we got number fourteen Utah going down to, we're um, going off across the way to to LA to Los Angeles to play uh, USC, who's coming off a very bad performance against Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll see how that goes, man. Who who you got in this one? Physical teams beat Lincoln Riley. Simple Physical thing. football teams beat Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley does not have a good track record against teams who out-physical his squads. Going back to Oklahoma with those Texas teams that beat him, with the Georgia team that beat him, with the Alabamas, this down the third. He had these dynamic quarterbacks, these dynamic offenses. They play teams that can play defense and that can run the football. It gives them trouble. You got the USC, same song and dance. They lost to Utah twice last year, once in the regular season. The next time was for the Pac-12 championship, and then they went and lost to Tulane, and the quarterback at Tulane threw the ball, I believe it was eight times. So I'm taking Utah. I think that Caleb Williams will play better. I definitely think he'll play better than he did last weekend. But I think that Utah, Cam Rising, they go down there, to um, to the Rose Bowl, and I think that they get it done. I think that they out physical them phys- uh, as far as um, on offense, defense, uh, the offensive line. They'll be able to run the football. I think defensively, they'll run around, be able to um, plug up the run. They got to be able to do something with the passing game. Caleb Caleb Williams is a magician. I mean, right now, I think you would say he's definitely the front runner for the Heisman. Um, in my opinion, I would say he's the, even with the bad game that he's had, I would say he's the front runner for the Heisman. Um, but I'm going with Utah. I'm picking Utah. They out physical, out physical. 
I mean, they did it to him twice last year. It seems like, I mean, every really, to be honest, ever since Utah has gotten to the Pac-12, it seems like they've always given <laughs> UFC some fits. Mm-hmm. Um, most of, most times, if they're playing any of those finesse teams, you know, Oregon, USC, they seem like they always giving them those type of problems for sure. And I think it continues yep. as well. I think it continues as well. I mean, I think Caleb Williams does bounce back and have a, a better performance than he did last week against Notre Dame. But, I mean, it's hard to deny it, bro. Like, the proof is in the mm-hmm. pudding. Like, if you can get physical with any Lincoln Riley team, you have a shot. And Utah yep. definitely is not going to, you know, not be physical. So, I think they go. Yeah, I think they go into the Coliseum, man, and I think they uh they pull off the dub. I'm, I'm gonna go with Utah as well. <clears throat> uh, man, next game on tap, big uh big big rivalry game. Hasn't been much of a rival the past 15 years or so, but mm-hmm. you know, we just they just know it as the third Saturday in October, man. Um, That's it. That's that's really no other way, no other way to put it. It's the third Saturday of October, um, big big game here as well because whoever loses this game gets their second loss too, and you know now it's starting to be for two teams who had high hopes. It's probably starting to go towards a, you know more of a a, a disappointment um, just because of the way that it's going, um, and. You know, I seem like I feel like both teams are still trying to find their footing to a certain extent, at least, man, for sure. And that's um, Tennessee going down to Tuscaloosa, uh, playing Alabama. It's been a long time. It's been a long time since Tennessee has beaten Alabama down there in Tuscaloosa. I mean, it's, it had already been 15 years since they had just beaten them at all since Nick Saban mm-hmm. got there. Um, but it's been a while since they won down there in Tuscaloosa, man. So, interesting to see. Who you got in this one? Alabama. Got Alabama. I don't think they go down there to, to Tuscaloosa down there and Bryant didn't get it done. I, I don't see it. I don't see it. I, I do agree with you that both teams are definitely still trying to find their way I think, and to be honest, I think that's the SEC in general right now. I know um, Bruce brought it up in our, in our group message um, earlier this week, or sometime last week. It was like the the SEC is just kind of like everybody. You got good football teams, but it's like you got slip ups here and there, and you got games that kind of scratch your head. Like, how was that close, or how did you lose this one, or what what's going on here or there? So. Um, I think Alabama is definitely one of those teams that's trying to find their footing, but I think that they, I think they beat, I think they beat Tennessee. I don't, I don't, I don't see them going down there on the road and getting that win. So I'm gonna go with Alabama. Bro, the last time Tennessee beat Alabama in Tuscaloosa it was 2003. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's 20 Alabama. years. That's 20 yep. years, dog. That's. 20 20 years. Simple to, sounds simple to me. <laughs> just, I mean, it's kind of just like with, with uh, it's kind of just like with, with Tennessee playing Florida, man. I just feel like when it, when it comes down to go down there to that area, man, that place, mm-hmm. that stadium, they, I don't know what it is. It's just, they just, 
And they're a talented team. They're talented enough too, probably oh, yeah. to be doing. But I'm going with Alabama as well. I think that streak continues. They'll light up the cigars this year. Um, it'll be close. It'll probably be a struggle. It'll probably look like how Alabama looked with Texas A&M or how, how Tennessee mm-hmm. looked with Texas A&M. It'll be probably kind of one of those low-scoring games. Um, not as many points as you think, but probably the first team to get the 21, I think, has a, the best chance of pulling out the victory. And, and I think it'll be – I think it'll be Alabama. I think they remember what happened last year, how they pretty much probably had them beat last year too. But, you know, mm-hmm. a couple of plays here and there just didn't go their way. Everybody storming the field and the the goalposts getting taken out of kneeling and going Man. to the Tennessee River. <laughs> I, don't, I don't I don't think they've forgotten about any of that. So I'm gonna roll with I'm gonna roll with Alabama as well. Man, hey, then we got the game of the week. First, first game probably when you wake up to go watch when you when you get done, man. After you ate your breakfast and everything, and you check your watch, and you know if you're on the East Coast it's noon, and if you're in, in the Central Time it's 11 a.m. You 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 up and running. We got number six. Or is it number six? Number six. It doesn't matter. Penn State, Ohio State, in Columbus. Man, it's always a crazy game between these two. Um, it seems like it always comes down to one or two plays year in, year out. I think I know who you're going with, but I'm gonna still ask anyway. Who who you who you rolling with in this one? Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. Eli, are you ready? Saturday is the day where it all ends. <laughs> Where it all is. Saturday is the day. I'm gonna let you know. I'm gonna let you know something right now. I'm taking Penn State. Anybody that knows me, all right, that's my second favorite team right there, is the Penn State Nittany Lions. All right. At defense right now in Penn State, giving up seventy two yards rushing a game. Giving up hundred and twenty one passing yards a game. Balanced on offense, 223 through the air, 203 on the ground. All right? Now, you got to deal with Marvin Harrison. Got to deal with Marvin Harrison, Jr. All right? But we got two cornerbacks that be able to, that should be able to match up, and they're going to be up for the challenge. All right? They're going to be up for the challenge, okay, to, to, do, to deal with Marvin Harrison. You got some other receivers there as well. All right? But they're missing, if I'm not mistaken, they're, they're missing um, – Emeka Obuka, if I'm not mistaken. I believe they're going to be okay. missing him this week. All right. Uh, at least last week he was hurt or something like that. So he might still be down. I'm not sure. Regardless, he could be playing. He could be playing on Saturday. All right. Drew Aller, I've seen him in person when I was working in Ohio. I worked with a with a uh, a trainer up there. Um, and he was one of the quarterbacks that worked with the quarterback trainer that we collaborated with. The boy's arm is live. The boy's arm is live. Penn State, all day. Eli, I'll let your boy. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be in the group on Saturday. Oh, oh, I'm gonna be in the group on Saturday. I know Eli's sweating. He's sweating. He might, he might seem like he's confident right now. You see, he ain't said nothing all week about the game. He ain't said nothing all week. He 
nothing all week. It's Thursday. <laughs> he ain't said nothing all week. I've just been sitting back, chilling, you know, leaving it alone. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. Like you say, you had some good games. Last year at home, Penn State had them on the ropes, and and, and Ohio State made some plays on defense and got and got the, the W last, last year. It's been a minute. It's been a couple years since Penn State has beat Ohio State. Saturday. We are. <laughs> I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. Man, I, I'm, I'm going to say this. It seems like here the last few weeks, which in a way both teams are kind of done with it one week or another, but Ohio State has done it a lot more to where they've been so sluggish and so sloppy mm-hmm. in the first half. And then they, they, they find a way to get it going, but – you cannot do that against a team like Penn State, bro. You can't you can't mess around and it's you know 10-10 or you you down 14-10, 14-6 and think you can just going to be able to just turn it on like that in the second half, man. It's it's I don't know. I don't know. I've been kind of I've been kind of going back and forth on it, man, cuz you know I don't know. I don't have a dog in a fight in this one, so mm-hmm. I'm not really – I don't know. It could go either way. But I'm going to say just because it's in Columbus, I'm going to give it to Ohio State. It's going to be close, but I'm going to give it to Ohio State just because it's in Columbus. But I wouldn't be surprised if Penn State pulled it off because they are more, more than capable of doing it. And if we if we being real, there was a couple of times where the couple of games where they were in, in Columbus, they probably should have had them beat, and mm-hmm. it just didn't, you know things just didn't go that way, and it is what it is. But they are more, 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 more than capable of, of pulling it off. But I do think Ohio State has just enough. I think just them being that if this was in if this was in if this is in Happy Valley, I for sure would be going with Penn State. I for sure be going to Penn State, but just because it's, it's in the horseshoe, it's in Columbus, I'm a, I'm a roll with Ohio State. But I'm, I mean, like, hey man, no quarrels here, man. I hey, I mean, is, like, I, I my, my finger, my finger is almost touching. This is you. Yeah, <laughs> I understand it. I understand if, it. If I had to put a confidence on it from a scale of one to ten, it's a it's a one. Yeah, it, just don't a, call it an upset. Don't call it an upset. Just don't For call sure. it an upset. For sure not. I, I'm I, ooh. Oh, I can't, I can't wait. So started now. <laughs> I I can't wait, boy. Hey, I've been waiting. I just been been sitting back. I can't wait for Saturday at noon. Oh, I can't wait. Can't wait. What Bart Scott said? Can't wait. Can't wait. <laughs> No, for sure, man. For sure, it's a hey, man. It's gonna be some great games this weekend. I mean, y'all just be tuned in, get ready, get locked in for sure, man. As we get ready to wrap up another episode, bro. You got any words? Anything you want to give? Say to the people. Continue to stay safe. Continue to stay healthy. Take your vitamins. Drink your orange juice. Whether it's changing around here, all right. 
colder in the mornings and it's warming up throughout the day. So we're in that phase, especially down here in the south. You get into that phase of the year where you got that funky weather going on. So take care of yourself. Make sure you're talking and tell your loved ones that you love them. Um, check in on them. Someone cross your mind. Shoot them a test. Give them a call, whatever it might be. Peace, love, and prosperity, man. Man, for sure. Same thing for me, man. Uh, yeah, for sure. Check on your check in on your loved ones, man. Um, tell them that you love them. Um, for sure, stay safe out here, um, man. Find that balance. You know what I'm saying. Stay on, get on the grind, but man, take your rest whenever you can. You know what I'm saying, and everything like that. Um, man, continue to support the podcast. We appreciate it. Uh, like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow us on all the social medias. Uh, we just for, for sure we really appreciate it. Um, man, love black women, cherish black women, protect black women. Uh, no means no. No means no. Hey, you know, homecoming season is still going on, and now we transitioning into, as they say, uh, uh, cuffing season because it's starting to get cold and everything like that, man. But you, you feel me? Once again, make sure the I's is dotted, the T's is crossed. And you're on your P's and Q's, you know what I'm saying? And I'm going to leave it at that. I'm just going to mm-hmm. leave it at that, you know what I'm saying? But, man, yeah, for sure, continue to support the podcast. We appreciate it. We we, we love it. Um, once again, follow the social media. Like and subscribe on the YouTube channel. Um, any posts you see, share it, retweet it, like it, you know, whatever you need to do for it. Um, engage with us, man. We, 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 we love all of that for sure. Uh, Until the next time, man, this has been another episode of the Easy Money Sports Podcast. Peace.